Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. We are going a little old school. You might be able to hear it a little bit. The, the recording is might sound a little different again, because we're not in the studio. We are hanging out at home using our, our own recording equipment. And I have with me again, Sean McMullen. Hey. One of my favorites. Hey. Uh, he's, he has his new account. You might have heard of it. It's called Salt Water Sean. And it's about his treasure hunting excursions. So he does a lot of diving. And he one day decided that he was going to start recording what he was doing with a GoPro. And, uh, and then it kind of just caught... Yeah. And it turns out people really love being able to see what's on the ocean floor. They do. And they don't necessarily want to go do it themselves. That would be me. I find the whole thing terrifying. (laughs) I don't want to go. I'll get you into it. I, you know, you tried. Sean tried to get me into it this summer and he was teaching me how to snorkel. The thing is like, I don't know how to snorkel and it's actually more difficult than you would think. Because you have to get over this thing in your head that's saying you're going to drown. And then when you actually go under the water and so your snorkel is under the water and no longer effective, you have to properly breathe, like not breathe so that you have air still left so that when you come up, you can blow the water out of the snorkel and not choke on it. And Watching you do it is just like, yeah, sure, you do it. Doing it yourself, I feel like I'm going to die. You did pretty good, honestly. I love that you're so descriptive about that process. <laughs> I never really would have. Because you just, because it's natural to you. I've it's been not, doing it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not natural to me. I did not grow up snorkeling. I didn't have any of that stuff. And now I'm an adult trying to figure out how to snorkel. And it's terrifying. And then, and then you're looking under where you swim. Yes. And that's scary too. I'm just thinking like, what if there's a, like, first of all, what if there's like a shark or some kind of like scary sea creature? And then what if there's like a dead body? (laughs) That is one of my fears. (laughs) It's terrifying. The closest I've come to seeing like a body, which is not even really that close now that I think of it, was a old Cabbage Patch doll that had basically all its skin, color, and clothes just removed by the salt of the ocean. Uh-huh. And I found it, and that scared the, uh, the poop out of me, <laughs> to, to put it nicely. I saw that video. I would have drowned. Like, I would have panicked and drowned. Yeah, seeing a face underwater is something you never want to see. Another no. time was, <laughs> that was a mask that I <sighs> saw. Yes. That was uh, that one made my heart skip a beat. You never want to see something familiar to a human <laughs> that, that isn't That's swimming with you so underwater. But oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. This you don't is a great see... start to the mental health benefits of <laughs> swimming in the ocean. I know. I can't, like... So you've been doing it because it's been a great release for you. It really helps you mentally. It does. I love how much passion you have for it. I think that I was actually just reading an article yesterday. I sent it to you. Um, 
It was about trauma and how it affects us, how it actually manifests itself in an adult. And I'm finding like a lot more things made sense after reading that article because it was saying that, you know, to have passion is something that's actually more difficult for someone who has survived a lot of trauma because I think, and I, I now, and now this is just me speculating, but I would imagine that it's because you do so much work to numb everything. So you don't feel the pain of the trauma and that makes it so you also don't feel passion as much or like, and you're like, I'm much more indecisive and like, I have things that really matter to me. Like this podcast really matters to me. But when I see how passionate you get about things like the ocean and, and diving and finding really cool treasures, like, you find really cool treasures. I definitely get to benefit big time from from this part of your life because we get these really cool old bottles in the house that I get to use as decorations. <laughs> and I really like doing it. I like that. That's that's cool. And I get to brag brag about you, which is also fun. But uh but I digress. Let's get into the mental health benefits of the whole process for you. Mm. Well, I think it's the roots of it go back to when I wasn't even in the water. So obviously, you know, and and people listening probably don't know this. That's why I'm here. Right. I stopped uh, drinking mm-hmm. January 5th of this year, 2020. It was going to be the year of <laughs> change. Uh-huh. And it was. It was. The, pan- <laughs> and you the pandemic, pandemic happened. Yeah, but we're still I stayed strong um, through it. I had gone 30 days here, 60 days there uh, in the last couple of years. And then this year I decided I was really going to make a difference uh, in my personal uh, well-being. And after just uh, a couple of shortcomings, um, while we were away last year, I was like, you know what, it's time to make the change. So I decided to stop. And like I said, I stayed true to it, even when it was really, there were some really tough days and dark times when the pandemic was just kind of getting underway and we were housebound. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I didn't miss having a drink anymore. And then I started having different energies. We've talked about different energies in our lives. Uh, Which I really love that kind of talk. Yeah, I know you do. And it's funny because I used to really not like it. And I was never, I never cared either way but now I kind of sense it more because mm. energy is everywhere right uh, human beings are made of energy and energy yeah, comes sense. from everything mm. that's just how the world works and so having this new energy it started coming out in different ways uh, my photography which I do love and I still do uh, started to take a backseat. That's another passion of mine, as you know. Mm-hmm. But I've been doing it for so long. I think the creative part of me in that was just getting spent. And I wasn't as inspired to go out and take photos as much as I had used to. Okay, I like that you worded it that way. That creative side in you, that creative part of you was spent. Yeah, and it wasn't. I wasn't sad about it. It was just there's a season for everything so that my photography you know I still put out stuff for people to see but I don't put as much stock into it right now and it doesn't mean I won't in the future or there's not bursts of 
you know, I was in Cape Breton and I, you know, was able to take in the beauty and photograph that. But now the ocean and this saltwater shown moniker that I've given myself mm-hmm. uh, has really kind of taken presence in my head. Yeah. And one of the other really cool things that I like about it is that it's something that the kids really share yep. with you as well. And I got them into a snorkeling in the summer at the lakes. They were so much better than I was. <laughs> <laughs> and they won't. Uh, obviously, it's too cold for them now. Uh, cold, too cold for me right now. But I still You still go. do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll go until I probably shouldn't when there's ice on the... <laughs> when there's ice on the ocean? <laughs> well, there probably won't be on our coast. I don't know if it gets that cold in might this year. But, um, uh, where was I? Oh, but you know what? You're actually getting your, uh, a new suit, though. Yeah, there's a company that reached out to me that wants to uh, give me a prototype suit. They get This company gets like these suits from time to time, and they give them out to divers to test out, and they want to give one to me, so it's likely I'll get a suit that no one has ever had before. That's cool. So they let me know that today. I won't, That's so cool. Yeah. I, I, do you want to give them a little shout-out? I Not yet. Okay. I, when it all comes to fruition, I will. I just don't want to speak... You know, Out of turn? Yeah, like sure. I want to wait till I have it in my hands and then I'll gladly promote them Okay. at the time. But they're a really cool company. Okay. And I will say that. Cool. So, yeah, uh, back to the energy shifting and changing. Uh, the pandemic kind of, you know, forced us. We were at home a lot and we couldn't see our friends, the people that we were used to seeing on a regular basis. So um, yeah. I started looking for different th- outlets I couldn't go mountain climbing. That was supposed to be the year of mountain climbing for me. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't pan out. So instead, I went underneath. <laughs> and <laughs> back in the end of May, I think I bought a wetsuit. You, got, you took a picture of me in it. I don't know. I don't even know why I thought I was just going to go snorkeling. I don't know what happened. I think I saw a YouTube video of people like doing it. And I was like, I could... I could do that because I've been snorkeling since I was a kid and I've been snorkeling yeah. every summer for stuff, but not as serious as what I'm doing now. Yeah. I mean, every time we would go to the cottage with your family, you would go with your dad because your dad is a scuba diver. Scuba diver. And, and he, so I think and it's he has that just, zest of a, for adventure too. He totally does. And so it's definitely in your blood. Yes. And I get a lot of that from him. He inspired me to do what I'm doing and he's scuba. He has a license. I'm not scuba licensed yet. I don't have my certificate. Planning to change that soon. Yeah. Honestly, I've been nervous about it because there's some risk involved. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's good to have a healthy, you know, outlook on that stuff. And I'm sure I'll be fine. But I've always just been a bit nervous about failing the course. And people will be like, how did you fail if you're always in the water? I just have those fears about failure. And that I, I, okay, I want to take a second and focus on that. Because I look at you and I see this really accomplished person who is not afraid to take risks and who has this passion that drives you into so many really cool things. And I want to be more like you. And so when I see all these really cool things that you're doing, I'm just like, oh, he's so fearless. Like everything that you do just seems to succeed and do really well. And, and now you're saying that you have this fear of failure and it's just like, but you have so much history that says that that's just not. I've always had a fear of failure. I think it's what has driven me to actually make decisions to do bigger things in my life. 
Like, how does that make sense? Because it's like the fear, the fear of failure, the fear of letting myself down propels me to not to want to ha- ha- make that happen. So it means that you're going to just put in the work. Yeah, like when we had Zoe, when we were pregnant with our daughter, yeah, with Zoe, I was working a dead end job, and it was going nowhere, and I didn't have enough fire under my belly to really like I I don't know if I would have done anything like I was just at that point in my life I didn't have enough I don't know what it was just wasn't as mature or didn't think I mean we were only 23 sure we were 23 (laughs) but I you know that propelled me to kind of reach out and I landed a job that you know supported us for the last 10 years yeah and which I'm very grateful for. Yeah, this this scuba course, you know, I keep saying I'm going to go do it, mm-hmm. and I like I know I will. It's just that I'm I'm afraid of like I'll just you know I'll fail or you know I'll get it and then I'll something will happen right. There's a lot of mm-hmm. there's a lot of question marks I have in my head about it. So that's why I've like I put it off and it's like like right now I can control. Uh, myself I'm, when I'm free diving I know I can get air I know how long I'm going to spend in there scuba diving is from everything I've read about it and watched people it's very like time oriented very focused very you got to pay attention to all the details and I'm not the most detail oriented guy mm-hmm. as you know I can attest to that <laughs> so that you know I'm nervous about that but that's just something I guess I'll just have to learn get used to and I'm sure I'll be it'll be fine but those are things I'm nervous about. On the other side of that, I'm, uh, I'll go back just a bit to when I started getting in the water and looking for things. It just started becoming this like mix of Indiana Jones, Discovery, mm-hmm. finding stuff that was just a few feet offshore, and yet no one was out there looking for it. It's like, oh, this is, I'm the only one out here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just finding this stuff. And, sh- and then I started sharing it online with people, and there's a real positive reaction to it just because there's so much history underneath our shore uh, in this province that people just either have forgotten or they remember and they just, you know, just fade in the back of their minds. And, and I was able to be a storyteller as well as a treasure hunter. And then I also started seeing the trash and the garbage. And I thought, well, if I'm here and people are watching my videos, watching me, Passover trash, and if I can get it, I'm gonna take it out with me. So, as you know, I've take brought home a lot of trash yep. from the ocean, and I've had to take some runs to some dumpsters mm-hmm. <laughs> to throw it out and to dispose of it properly and to recycle the bottles that I don't want to keep. But it's pretty worth. It's a pretty satisfactory thing to do. I hope it's helped those watching to realize how much we've polluted our oceans yeah it is an eye-opener to see all of the disgusting trash that's in there people just throw it in because it's like you can't see it i can't even like bring it all with me and that's the thing is like i've returned many times to spots because i know it's what's there and a lot of stuff's so heavy i can't even lift it yeah and i can't take it out and it's just sitting there like rotting or dissolving slowly into the sea like microplastics, right? Yeah. Which is just really gross. 
and I'm not the first person to do this in Nova Scotia. There's lots of divers, um, but there seems to be quite a reaction to what I'm doing. Maybe because it's the snorkeling aspect, it's so accessible, people can just go do it if they're a strong swimmer and they have that zeal, uh, zeal or zest or yeah. desire to get in the water. Um, I've, met, I've gone with a few people this year who've joined me, and that's been great. But it's mostly been a solo thing, and I really like that about it. It's something I can just get up and go and do. Mm-hmm. It's like going to the gym now, because I don't go to the gym anymore, because mm-hmm. they're all closed. There's just so many benefits to being in the ocean for me. Mm-hmm. It's the floating feeling. It's the being under the water and looking around and feeling like you're a foreign object in this world that you're not supposed to be in, right? Oh, like you're yeah. looking around and everything's blue and you got green grass under the water and you got fish going around and you're not supposed to be there, right? And you are. And so I like that about it. Ooh, I like that. Hold on. I want to I want to expand on that a little bit. You're not supposed to be there and that makes it more appealing. Yeah, cuz I mean humans don't breathe water. Right. Well, yeah. We don't breathe. We breathe, you know, we have to take tanks of compressed air or we have to breathe air from the surface to go into this world. You know, like as everyone knows, it, it's harder it, to go deep into the ocean than it is to go into outer space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because of pressure that compounds uh, every foot that you go down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the ocean is a, a beautiful yet um, unforgiving environment mm-hmm. if you're not careful. And there's a lot of uh, opportunity for things to, you know, go wrong, even as beautiful as it can be when you're looking. So uh, I'm not not even talking about like shark attacks or anything like that. That's just, you know, if you're not paying attention, you could drown. Yeah, it's just the very nature of the ocean is a dangerous thing. And there's a lure to that. You know, I just love maybe the part of me that just likes a little bit of danger, a little bit of risk. Yeah. Right. you know, I, I'm very careful when I go and I pay attention to my body and to my breathing and to my mind. When I feel like it's time to get out, I get out. I don't, I don't push myself to a point that could be dangerous for me. And I, I find that really interesting as well, because I like that you said that you're listening to your body, you're listening to your mind. And I like, um, I find that that's something that I'm really trying to do with myself, as you know. And it's difficult to do that when a lot of the time we're told to do the opposite because a lot of people want, I mean, I shouldn't say a lot of people. I should say there are people that want us to obey. And that means sometimes we need to ignore ourselves in order to do what others want. And I'm learning more and more how important it is not to do that. We have to listen to our bodies. And so I like how that that translates into just life experience, to just life. Yeah. It's pretty uh, reduced to simple rudimentary forms when you're in the water. When I, so when you're listening to your body, you feel the cold yeah. of, on your skin. Yeah. You can feel your pulse start to slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can feel... You know, with your mind, you're thinking. Uh, I'm talking just cold water exposure. Uh, 
it's different in the summertime. You kind of, it, you feel different things to get out of the water. Right. But in the, in the winter, you know, you just, if you're not suited up properly, like I'm not, I really, you know. You just have like a wetsuit. I have a wetsuit that doesn't keep, it keeps me warm enough for a bit. And maybe yeah, it's not my, a very thick my, one. my will to continue is yeah, that's what keeps what... me going. So, and I like that you're actually balancing on that line of when do you listen to your will to continue? And then when do you listen to your body saying, yeah, but now is enough? Yeah. When I start, when my mind in that part, it's like my mind is like, okay, Sean, you were reaching down to grab something in the bo- a bottle maybe, or you saw something cool and, and you felt slow. Like you felt like this slowness to your, what you were doing. And that's when I turn around and I can feel the, that change in my perception of what I'm doing. Like it actually, things are like a little slower. That's time. I'm pretty sure that's the beginning of hypothermia. Could be. (laughs) But, and you know, obviously I don't want to encourage people to go do what I'm doing if you're not comfortable or you're not confident about it. And, you know, I'm not trying to be foolish. It's just, I know my, my limits. You know, your limits. And I think that's the important thing. We, a lot of the times, like I, you're a leader, you are a leader. And so there is a lot of pressure to lead by example. But one of the examples that you're setting is the importance of listening to yourself, like being your own leader. And that's something that I really want to do more of. I've been, I've been looking forward to doing this podcast with you because I find you to be very inspiring. And lately I've been, as you know, pretty low. So I've been trying to look for more conversations that that lift me up and that inspire me. Well, I have to say, like, a big disclaimer to all of this is that we are parents, and I couldn't do a lot of this without you being here for them, for the children. And if I don't have them with me, um, there's just no way. So that just has to be said for the record. Thank you. Yep. And I would love to, you know, maybe in a warm Caribbean climate, you'd be into it more. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Where I could get stung by a man of war. Or you can just hang in on the beach chairs (laughs) with your friends. Yay. That sounds pretty good. Or or with a book. Yeah. (gasps) Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, the, I've been doing this pretty consistently since May. I've, have 60, two videos now on my YouTube channel and tons mm. of photos on my Instagram for people to see the finds. Yeah, yeah, plug it, plug it, if you're, plug it. If anyone's interested, they just look up Saltwater Sean on Google and they'll they'll find it all. Yeah. It'll it's all there on Google and um yeah. At Saltwater Sean. At Saltwater Sean. And uh I do want to say one more thing too on the before we wrap up. I don't know if we are wrapping up. But the uh the cold water exposure, yeah. I do find some health benefits in addition to the mental health side of it. So okay. the physical informs the mental here. So I've got, Whoa. So I've got room. Okay. Okay. I've got uh, palindromic rheumatism. Mm-hmm. So basically I'm going to most likely get rheumatoid arthritis. And I just went through a flare up last week in my left hand where it swelled up like a giant balloon. It's very, very painful. Super painful, and I could barely move it. And now I've got my feeling back, and there's no damage to my ligaments, which is great. Yes. So being in the water uh, was super. Like, I dove twice while I was having these bad flare-ups. Yeah. And the cold water, I found, 
It made me, A, forget about the pain, <laughs> maybe because I was cold, but it also helped me reduce, it helped reduce inflammation in my whole body. <clears throat> so I, when I got out and I felt that kind of like coldness and then the rush of blood of my body heating up, like I felt no pain in my hand for a couple hours and then it came back. Okay. <clears throat> and I found that that was really helpful. And then that just boosted my mental health because my I was taking care of my my body. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, people. I mean, I guess you could say shaman just ice your hand, <laughs> but there's something about total immersion of cold water that your body uh, is like, what's going on? And it's it, you're being enveloped in cold. And I just find that very therapeutic. They talk about, you know, Nord- you, you went to a Nordic spa. You did mm. cold water, then you did hot water. Hot water, then cold water. Oh, hot water, then cold water. Yeah. Oh. It's important. Mm. we got to clarify. Actually, I have no idea of that. Okay. I'm pretty sure that they instructed us to get hot right. and then cold, but yeah. But, you know, you know, instead of, I had to take a lot of pills for my hand, but it was just like, I felt like they were doing nothing, but the cold water did make a lot of the difference. And... You know, when I was having flare-ups back in March, I took cold baths. Yeah. And I felt amazing after them. So. And it was amusing for me because I would listen to you getting into the tub. Oh, yeah. I had to, start, I had to bite towels to, so you wouldn't hear me screaming. <laughs> I still heard it's you It's easier scream. when you're in the ocean because there's no one around to hear you <laughs> scream. You can scream underwater from the cold. Yeah. But I, yeah, there's, there's just so many aspects of this thing that I'm doing that I found so helpful. And I love treasure hunting. I love cleaning the ocean. I love how, I love how this is like a simpler version of how we just take care of ourselves. It's like just stripping it down when it's going to the basics of how you take care of yourself. When you're in the ocean, when you're in that cold water, you can actually take each point and amplify it and then apply that to your life. I like it when it's stripped. Like, it's just nice to see something that's stripped down to the simpler form so that you can remember again how how you can break it down when things start getting more mm. complex, yeah. which is just what life is, I'm, especially this year. But yep. I mean, life is yep. just a big show of crap. Yeah. And, yeah, it is. But there's beauty in all the brokenness as they there's say. beauty in all the crap as yeah, you see when you're year. looking at the bottom of the ocean Ooh, another cool thing that i just want to like kind of point right. out that i mean it's just when i watch your videos mm-hmm. you'll i'll be looking down and i don't see anything like i just see all these bumps oh, yep and then i get you, asked about this a lot uh-huh because then all of a sudden you just like dive down and you pull out this like really old bottle it's mm. just like how did you like there's bumps you just get used to seeing shapes underneath the sand and mud or things that look kind of foreign to their environment so you just get you just it only comes from doing it hundreds of times i love that that's so cool i just feel like it's because a lot of the things that you do with saltwater sean just are these as i was saying before they are kind of like these ways it's a way of breaking down the complicated things and putting it into a more simple form i like i feel like there's a lot of a lot of things that tie in between saltwater sean and what that project is to you what it does for you it's a part of me that always existed but finally came out 
and it wasn't suppressed by my drinking or anything else that I was doing um, with my life. It's something that builds me up that I feel leads to a greater good, which I'm very kind of bent on these days. Mm-hmm. And it is extremely just rewarding. I love finding things underneath the ocean. That's pretty simple. And, I lo- and I'll do whatever it takes to get in there to go look. Mm-hmm. And everything else that comes out of that, that's just gravy. But like I've said to people, like I said to the news organizations that interviewed me or people... Like I, I did this before anyone even watched. I did, I did this without people even watching me. Yeah, it's something that you would do either would, way. Yeah, mm-hmm. the fact that people are into it, that's, that's cool. But that's not why I do it. Yeah. I've met amazing people because of it. And it's definitely helped me have a more sense of community of like-minded people, which is great. But uh, I would do it either way. I love that. It's so inspiring. And I, as I'm on this journey towards trying to wake myself up, it involves feeling a lot of the pain from past trauma. And that really sucks. But to have that, that reminder that it also will allow me to feel more things like the way that you feel towards this towards saltwater Sean, like that passion and other passions that you have in your life. That's just really, hmm, really cool. It's very inspiring. Thank you. Everyone that's listening. I really appreciate that you took time to listen to my podcast and that it's something that speaks to you. I really hope that it's something that helps you feel more human, more normal. And, um, just know that wherever you are, Sean and I are sitting here loving you. So have a really great morning, night, afternoon, evening. I'll be talking to you soon.